<laughs> this week on the Erotic Awakening Podcast, the collar, regaining a lost feeling of submission and kissing for too long. We'd like to thank our latest Patreon supporter, Ryan. We enjoy creating the podcast and listening to them. We hope you enjoy. When you become our patron, it gives us the chance to apply more energy towards creating. For as little as a dollar a month, you can not only support the podcast, but also get access to special content. Head over to patreon.com slash eroticawakening to take a look at the options. And regardless, thank you and enjoy listening to the show. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening. When? When? Right now. Don, hi. Hi, Dan. Are you sure you're okay to record a podcast? <clears throat> I'm okay as long as they can hear my voice. I'll be all right. It's not as bad as St. Louis was that one time. It's not as bad as when you I'll were... I'll just get really close to the microphone. <laughs> there you go. kind of sounds sexy. Yeah? yeah. Just that deep throat. Yeah. I just can't... Yeah. Uh, take a deep breath. <laughs> in case you're wondering, that wasn't me doing an accent. That was. We're uh, joined in the studio by Kame Bat. She has her brand new book, The Collar, and we're going to talk to her about that in just a moment. But first on, uh, I have to ask you this question about regaining a feeling of lost submissiveness. And maybe Kame Bat, you'll have some thoughts on this too. Here's the situation. Somebody's master is a highly educated, super smart person. But in some areas, they're not so smart. She actually says he can be so dumb. I wasn't going to say that. (laughs) And the person goes on to say, as the submissive, I have a hard time submitting or feeling submissive when those moments when master's being a doof. Um, I am also more motivated than he is, which makes me even feel less submissive. Granted, this person is intelligent motivated and capable often but it is hard to overcome that feeling of really i'm in service to you they recognize that's part ego but the rest of it and um how is it that don so do you ever have that problem where there are areas where you have to admit you're smarter than i am um, if there are, I can't think of any, but I'm sure there are because we've each got our own strengths and weaknesses. And there That's are, we there are times, we're both pretty much highly motivated type mm-hmm. people, but there's times when my motivation wanes or I'm less interested in doing something that you are. True. Do you find that your submissiveness to me falters in those times? There's probably a hiccup or two, but honestly, I go back to the thing of we've both got our strengths and weaknesses and you're not supposed to be the strongest and smartest in all things so i'm allowed to be smart too um i'm lucky in that you recognize that and put it to work so you know so you use um, and we talked to another couple recently that do the same thing he knows that he's the dominant and he knows his submissive is a little smarter in some things so he puts it to use for him he doesn't let him let it bite his ego Mm -hmm. and therefore she knows she's using her smartness to help them out as a couple so and I got this feeling you know that I do the same thing so not too many hiccups on that I I don't ever remember feel and it's been 20 years so there could have been some blips in there I don't remember but I don't think I remember feeling um, I'm I'm submitting to you (laughs) but I'm smarter than you no it's not that at all and I don't think that's what I'm submitting to anyway I don't think I'm submitting to your intelligence does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm submitting to you as a person and the energy behind it and the fact that you know how to take charge. And if you make a mistake, you apologize or fix it or whatever. So 
I'm submitting to you as a person, not to your brain, <laughs> I guess is how I would put it. You've learned how to get into me and make me vulnerable and master me. That's what I submit to. Mm -hmm. So, I, I think that's a great response. And I can, our in-studio audience is sitting there nodding their head. Yes, yes, yes. I was trying I not agree. to look at you while I was I'm talking. I'm smarter than my mother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I respect her. She has guidance. I mean, the, the one has nothing to to do with the other, like I'm. Yeah, I'm a little confused. No, but, it, but I can also see it too, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you wouldn't follow me if you didn't respect me. Right. And some people Very equate true. intelligence and and motivation with respect. I mean, you would have a challenging time following a master that's not motivated. Yeah, I think I would. If you weren't motivated, at least to some degree, I think I would have a hard time following. But I think that the, the, the thing here to me, at least what I reflect on, it's got nothing to do with intelligence or motivation or any of that kind of jazz. It's is he, or in this case, it's a male dominant, um, requiring following. Is he being a leader, right? Mm -hmm. Leadership doesn't require intelligence or motivation all the mm -hmm. time. It requires being a leader. It requires the energy of leadership. Right, um, making decisions, making, you know. Even if it's a decision that says, hey, um, you're smarter than me, go do this thing. You're smarter than me, go do the accounting, go right. do the books. There's different go kinds of intelligence. The, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. The only issue I would have is if the person, the master, isn't mastering themselves. So there are people that are, should yeah. not be masters, right? They're not, they haven't, they haven't mastered themselves yet. Mm -hmm. And that might be what she's feeling, that, yeah. that that person isn't. I could see that. Controlling if they're not them, yeah. mastering themselves, then how can they master somebody else? Yes. So no. She could be alluding to that as well. Though she does say he's super intelligent, so maybe he's super intelligent and playing video games all day. Right. Not motivated. That mm. would be hard for me to submit to. Or he's motivated, but his motivation isn't aligned with her motivation. Different mm. priorities. Right. Yeah. Again, um, it, may not, it may be as simple as some people are super chill and mm. relaxed and willing to... To be let life fly by, it doesn't mean that they're lazy. It means that they're just observers. Yeah. Right. Um, again, the the solution here is it go talk to him. Right. You know, and don't come at it from a perspective of I feel more intelligent than you, or more motivated, or more capable. It's coming at a perspective of am I following? I don't know how you come at it to be honest. How do you come at that though? How do you come at it without being a jerk? Without saying hey. I'm smarter than you. Start acting <laughs> like you're master. You can certainly say though, I don't feel you're dom I don't feel mastered. I don't feel your dominant energy. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, you sit around. And they and they have to look at themselves, and you know, the submissive has to look at themselves and see what it is that they want to submit to. Mm -hmm. The flip side of that, though, oh, submissive is don't be arrogant, mm -hmm. right? You, you maybe you are smarter than them, but do you want to follow? Right. If regardless of what your brain's got to say about this, if you're on your knees at their feet and your heart is singing, then go have a conversation with your brain to tell it to shut the fuck up. It may well be old tapes that are telling you, hey, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm supposed to hear me woman, hear me roar because I'm a woman. I'm not yeah. supposed to follow anybody. Roar, yeah. So at the beginning of mine and your relationships, I could see where I probably came across as arrogant sometimes especially since I just came out of a relationship with the ex-husband where I did have to be in charge 
and there was no following him, right? Mm -hmm. That just wasn't our dynamic. So, I mean, like I said, it's thinking back, back 20 years. Do you remember me being arrogant at all, thinking I was smarter in some situations because of experience or whatever? No, I was too arrogant to think you were arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> but part of it is that mastering is hard work. It's hard mm -hmm. to always be on and be mastering, right? And when you have a slave that's intelligent and capable, it's nice to be able to let them just go, go do your fucking thing. I don't feel like grabbing you by the hair and saying, did you drink your water today? You know, mm -hmm. I expect you to go water, drink your water. Why do I have to talk about it? Um, and, you know, it doesn't matter how intelligent or motivated or capable you are. I get to make the decision anyway. Right. Right. So. Well, I would, I would imagine it's kind of thrilling maybe to have an intelligent slave and having them submit regardless. Mm -hmm. So. That's how I felt about old Cam A. Bat over here. You attract primarily intelligent people. Yeah. I was going to say, the last, the last the person in my part. collar ended up being a researcher at a renowned right. university. I, I mean, I'm, I, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't want to be, I was going to say unchristian-like, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, for the most part, you, you seem to attract very educated mm -hmm. individuals as true. lovers, as slaves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. And I think that part of that is understanding that everybody has different types of intelligence, and you can be as smart as smart can be and emotionally ignorant. Yeah, so right? that's my thing. I'm book smart. Hmm. So I'm book smart, and that's not always what's needed. Or useful. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's what we have to say about it. That's a tough question. It well, is a tough question. A tough question. Well, what so do you have to say about it? What do you think? Head over to our Facebook page. Erotic Awakening Podcast. Uh, one word. And share. Your thoughts. <laughs> So, Don, recently we were in the Tulsa, Oklahoma. We were. We were in Tucson. We were in Phoenix. And Tucson and Phoenix were cool. Tulsa, though, and I hope, I kind of hope that Michelle from the Hangout is listening, and I kind of hope that she's not listening. Uh-oh, why? Because I, as you know, one of the changes in my life in the last couple of years is my flirt energy has gone down. Has it? <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't believe that's true, sir. With all due respect. I do believe that's true. Because I haven't found a ton of people that I've been really interested in. Uh, granted, I've got a new person in my... <laughs> Again, I have to disagree with all due respect, sir. Well, when we were in Tulsa... Okay. I found, I will say, I found a lot of people in Tulsa that mm -hmm. if we lived in that area, I would be, like, throwing out the net all over the place. Um, Just to let you know, so did I. <laughs> I know. You had some interesting connections as well. Um, so, Michelle from the Hangouts probably, wait, he mentioned my name earlier, and I was going into this whole thing about flirting with right? people. Oh, I didn't flirt with Michelle for shit, did I? But... Did I? I was going to say, with all due respect, sir. <laughs> Let's move on to something else then. Some masters are unaware of certain things. They are unaware of certain things. So. Anyway, uh, Michelle from the Hangout, next time you know how, give me a holler. I think they were both flirting, honestly. So. <laughs> she was flirting with me? Oh, yeah. Damn it, I wish I took a class on how to, oh, we taught that class. We Damn. taught how to flirt, and everybody's asking us, how do you know if you're being flirted with, and then you don't know that you're being flirted with, so... <clears throat> 
I literally have, I, I don't know if I ever told you this story, oh. uh, Bat, but I literally had a girl mm-hmm. I was dancing with reach down and unzip my pants, and I was unclear of what her intentions <laughs> were. Do you think so, she was a seamstress? I don't know. <laughs> We've had someone walk around our house in their underwear, mm-hmm. and after they left to go home, Dan wrote them and said, were you flirting with me? <laughs> See, I thought this was your affliction. I didn't realize. Yeah, oh, I know it's my affliction. I have no clue. I That's assume I everybody's flirting all the time. I tell people I that if you are flirting with me, please hit me over the head with a baseball bat and let me know in clear writing say, because I just Dawn, don't I want to fuck you. That's the way exactly. people should say it. And then if I giggle, look at me and say, <laughs> no, truly, this is what I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> Were you... You never actually had a, now you never had a chance to go into the submissive room, submission room during the event. Not except only as a producer. Yes. I went there to get stuff, I went there to get water, I went there to blah blah blah, she but I missed out. A red mask and I didn't know what it was for. <laughs> I did. I put a red mat mask on that. <laughs> Tell and then I come for. back and I read the thing. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I offered that up for sex. I saw you threw a sheep to the lions there. No, not really a sheep per se. (laughs) So no, I did not get to go into the submission room over the weekend. So and I walked past it a couple of times and saw there was some finally some hot shit going on in there. Oh yeah. So yeah, the first time because this was only our second event. The first event, it was hard to get people in there because. it, it's done different than most to back, things we To do. backtrack for our podcast listeners that are thinking, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, the submission room is something in the formal BDSM event that we run here in Columbus where there's a room that you go in where we the rules of consent are set before you walk into that room. Right. And you can blanket consent to do anything in that room. You can mm-hmm. blanket consent to do anything, including sexual. Or you can blanket consent to do things under control. Right. Um, so yeah, we actually we had this so, is the submission room and the red mask that Bat was wearing said, "Hey, grab me and fuck me. I consent to anything." Mm-hmm, that's what it says. Now we also people have can to still give say no. Yeah. People can still yeah. say no. So you read the rules before you go in. The tops and the bottoms. All, everybody has to read the rules, and all submissives going in there have to wear a mask. White mask means no sex is allowed. You can ask me to do anything as long as it's not sexual. Red mask means sex is on the table. But red can always be used. So if you're told, get down yeah. and give me a blowjob, you can for always sex. say red. Yeah, and everything right. is completely We had some strawberry-flavored dental dams that have gone missing. We did. I'm hoping to find them. Yeah. Well, or not. I'm allergic to strawberry, but I'm sure it's not real strawberry. It's probably not real strawberry. Oh, no, it's but, real strawberry, I'm sure. But we also have a DM in there. That's why all submissives have to wear a mask. And everybody, even if you're fluid-bonded, has to have full, safer sex. Because our DM doesn't know who is safer sex, you know, who is fluid bonded and who's not. So that way, he, you know, yeah, the, there'd be the no DM, way to keep track. There'd be no way to keep track. So yeah. that way the DM knows who's the submissives and what they're allowing and that it's full safer sex and that way they can protect so, everybody that's in there. So, Bat, you're uh, a medical professional. <laughs> well, you've been to the doctor once. <laughs> Explain this to me how this would be, right? You have a, um, a vagina. Yes. And a dental dam. Yes. On the vagina. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you, then you're chewing on the no. vagina well, through could, the dental technically, dam. Technically, but you probably wouldn't want to chew too vigorously. Not too vigorously, of course. If you don't have a dental dam, you can open up a, a, a condom uh, or latex. Ah, here's the rub. Yeah. You find out afterwards, maybe five, ten minutes into things, that the person 
is allergic to latex. Yeah, they should be tell. They should. Yeah, they people should that are allergic to. They should know that. Yeah. How? Yeah. So would that feel unpleasant on the vagina? If you're allergic to latex, yeah. you might end up in the hospital. Yeah. People that are allergic to latex know that, though. Okay. They, Wait, they usually carry someone. their their own. <laughs> what? No, they would know by now. I haven't used the dental dams. I'm just. Okay. Oh, I'm like, who did you go down with? And people with? act like dental dams I've are really weird, dam. but, but I've used one before. your dentists use them all the time. That's why they're called dental dams. It's the thing that they put in your mouth to catch when they're doing removals or they're doing fillings, and they put that little plastic thing in around. Oh, I totally forgot that I I ordered some of those little plastic things. What little plastic things? Uh, well, called waffle that make your mouth stay open. Oh, that's different. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, those are fun, though, aren't they? I don't know yet. They haven't come in yet. Oh. I ordered them from... Somewhere far away, apparently, because they haven't gotten in yet. Is that for the next party? <laughs> now it is. Mm-hmm. I don't really... It was really kind of a whim sort of thing. I, I saw, think it would be really hot to have um, somebody who's just there with their mouth open. I saw Chris in... Depends what they're going to put in it. <laughs> I saw some presenters at... I, I don't want... I, since they're presenting, I should be able to say their name. I won't say their names. I saw C and L presenting at... I don't know, L or I. I saw some presenters at Arizona... <laughs> at the Arizona... Anyway, they're doing a BDSM thing, and oh, you brought the, the, these things that open your mouth, mm. and he said, yeah, you could get like 10 of these for a dollar. So I was Googling that, and it said 10 for a dollar. I said, fuck it. Now I have to find nine more mouths. Are, are there different <laughs> sizes? Because like, I talk a lot, but I have a small mouth. I have a very small mouth. My dentist doesn't like to work in my mouth. Yeah, it's hard. I She's like, you have it. tight cheeks. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Completely not on the show now. <laughs> Off the rails. Submissive new wife spoke to say she really enjoys the podcast and the dynamic of our relationship and how you speak of it. I assume the dynamic she's speaking about is nutso. What? Me and you? We're not nutso. Have you listened to our conversation? Should I rewind? Okay. Um, chaotic good. Chaotic good. Chaotic good, yes. So let's do a sexy truth real quick. Okay. That's the sound, the annoying sound of the... Ooh, I got the my eyes out. Thing. Jar, yes. Uh, so, for, as a matter of fact, we'll do what we did last time. Bat was in the bat. You can have both oh, of those. I'm supposed to ask you? Yes. And you get to pick who you're asking who. Uh-oh. Since you seem to have a problem offending people about age, I'm going to ask you this. Okay. Huh? I have a problem with offending... You know, somebody, re- <laughs> the somebody 20, accused me... Was that you? I didn't accuse you. Somebody of... accused me of being hot for younger chicks earlier. Really? No, it's probably yeah, Belle. It's probably Belle. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think she accused me of that. How old do you think is too old for someone to still be a virgin? Ooh, interesting. I don't think anything is too old to still mm-hmm. be a virgin, but I think that there are many opportunities you will miss. Um, I guess it depends on why, why you're a virgin and... Um, I don't think anything is too old to still be a virgin. Be, vir- yeah. be a virgin as long as you want to. It's not my fucking business. You can be a virgin for your whole life. Yeah. It's their choice. Okay. I mean, yeah. 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 I'd like to take care of some people's situations. I kind of want you to Have you ever been virgin. with a virgin? Have I ever been with a virgin? Uh-uh. Yeah, me neither. You've never been with a female ver- the person who is the first time? It depends on how you define virginity. Oh, well, that's true. If have you're defining it as penetration or the first experience, like taking some You have chair. been with a girl that's never been with a girl, girl and before. And that's the same one I used the dental dam with. Voila. In um, Indianapolis. We, we met in Indianapolis halfway. Did we have ice cream before or after? 
I don't remember, but I'm assuming not during. Not, not no during. ice cream in the pussy. <clears throat> we went into separate rooms, but I'm betting it was after. Separate rooms? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking of a totally different yeah, experience. Yeah. So many no, women. There was, there was two rooms. <laughs> there was two rooms. Are you talking about four people total? There was four people total. I'm thinking of a totally they different experience. They had their own room. We had our own room. You went with her to theirs. Yes, yes, yes. He went with me, and then when I was with her, though, all four of us were in the same room. Oh. We were. Mm -hmm. Was there ice cream involved, or is that a totally uh, different? I totally don't remember the ice cream, so do it I, don't know who you're I actually about. would like both of you to answer this. But we'll start with you. Okay. What's the first thing you'd do if you could inhabit the body of the opposite sex for one hour? Stroke off, man! I want to feel what that feels like. <laughs> I lube up that hand and go to town. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> She's like really done. I already know, man. Here we go, stroke man. <laughs> See, to me, it depends on if it's snowing. I want to. I want to write what? my name in the snow. Oh. But I would feel like what it's like to be inside of somebody else too. That would be cool. So we have. What to would time you do if you had? You, you had an hour to own well, your very unlike, own pussy. Unlike and boobs. Tits. Unlike Dawn's. Uh, well, actually, it's exactly like Dawn's. <laughs> I, I would find out where that little dude in the boat is and find out why he's been hiding all this time. I would play on my G spot and see what it's like from that perspective. And then I would fuck Dawn, who suddenly has grown a dick. <laughs> I had that one That'd sexual awesome. encounter with a married couple that. In the middle of it, switched genders. I swear to God, it happened. Yeah. The ritual that I had up north. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. The woman behind me got her spirit cock. Yeah. And, and the man. I've had a spirit just, cock. And they, before. It's like they just literally swapped. Swapped. Fascinating. Nice. Wow. Okay, there's, there's your. So there's truth all over there's the There's the truth. So I need to fuck you too, right? No, I'm gonna fuck you. I don't care if it's my pussy. Okay. It's uh, if you've been Reverse watching cowboy, okay. cowgirl yes. boy. Actually, more along the lines of uh, for those that do the television, the television version of American Gods. I don't remember the uh, the goddess name that fucks people to death and sucks them into oh, her pussy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I've never watched. She's this the show. African goddess, I think. Yeah, it's a fairly new one. Oh, side note: for those of you, and depending on when you're listening to the <laughs> podcast. Last night, the new and final season of Game of Thrones came out, and I totally missed it. I haven't watched Aww. a single episode. Of me, Game of I've Thrones. watched a half of the first episode. That was it. Yeah, Not me a too. Single episode. So we're we're uh, we'll, we'll catch up. With it's no like, thing. like we did Lost, maybe about five years from now, we'll go. Yes. Hey, we should watch that thing. <laughs> the random erotic weekending Instagram follower of the day is Bubble Butt Brat. <laughs> nice. We've got some new subscribers to the newsletter. Wait a minute. What if people want to find us on Instagram and see the, the picture, picture of the, of the day. day? We've been posting a lot, actually. So mm -hmm. find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day as at Erotic Awakening. So we just did our sexy truth. We've got two new subscribers. It's on my to-do list tomorrow to put out a newsletter in the next couple of days. So we've got Ilya from sunny California and Alicia from Atlanta. So get your EA shout out. Head over to www.eroticawakening.com and you'll find a link to the EA newsletter. I am Instagramming a copy know, this photo just, of this book that we're about to talk about. That's why I oh, just cool. did all the talking. Uh, yeah, you did. So. All right. So we are just about to talk about this book that I just took a picture of. First, though, Dawn, out of curiosity. Yes. From Ask Reddit After Dark, what is the longest you've made out? 
Kissing, maybe tongue, maybe not. Maybe some touching of face and leg, but without it turning into sex. Without it turning into sex. So, um, actually quite a while. I know you and I uh, played with each other for 11 months without having intercourse. Nope, I but think we this definitely is had other things. You've made out. But this is saying made out. Yes, so this is like a single session of making out. Oh, just a single session? That's how I You and I went days. Yeah, yeah. So, many hours. It's yeah. actually fun just to make out and pet and not touch intimately, intimately and, you know what I mean? Not to go for the crotch no and boobs. No agenda. Yeah. Mm. So, hours. So hours? Yeah. Where's your jaw sore? From just kissing? Yeah. Oh, you can lick necks and ears and just play with fingers and, yeah. <laughs> Toes? See, Toes like it. It. Yeah. Well, especially women. Uh-huh. My first date with S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, go on. Yeah, it just went for, out, just literally until we were exhausted. Yeah. Go on. Tell us more. <laughs> tell you more. Let's not tell us more right now. <laughs> How long have you gone? Are you two minutes? Puppy? Two minutes. Of, <laughs> two minutes. I want a boob in my hand. I get, or, uh, or you're I paying you, for your own drinks. I bet you and I have gone longer than that. I know you and I have, and I know I have as well. Um, as a matter of fact, I have a Kickstarter card that says, "Let's make out kissing for ten minutes." Nice. I actually made that up, but it would be a good Kickstarter card. Well, we've I'd got like blank card. cards in there. You should put, put it, it in up, there. Put it in there. So put it in on the red one. Dawn, did you know the Making Out Until My Jaw Hurts podcast <laughs> is higher rated than Erotic Awakening? No, can't be. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or Player <laughs> FM. Or just tell your friends. And we got to get into this interview with Let's. The we collar. are going to forget these poor people that are sending us tentacle links. Oh, my God. And the picture. You weren't. Did I show you the picture? Did you see the no, one you, you guys told me about picture? it, but you didn't show me. Oh, it's in um, Dan's office. I'll go grab it in a second. But um, Excalibur. Excalibur. Oh, I felt him up left notes. and right. Oh, I know you what? did. His leather pants. You certainly did. With his permission. Yeah. So I just Excalibur. had to see if his right leg was, you know, as tight as the left. We're going to actually put this no picture on the wall behind us. No wonder you had a red mask on. Us. So I think we're actually going to put this picture on the wall behind us for the visual podcast that we do. The YouTube podcast mm-hmm. that we do, I'm actually going to put it on the wall behind us so people can see it. But uh, Excalibur gave me a gift Saturday night at the oh, party. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a yeah, beautiful it. print of a woman with tentacles behind her, oh. and she's stepping out of the waves. It's really, really pretty. And I really sent you pretty. an octopus on an IV. You did. So, because I've been sick yesterday <laughs> and today, as the Patreon people know, and um, so Bat sent me a picture of a... Of an octopus on an IV and told me to get better. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and then we had um, Kitten Flow who sent me a picture of a guy octopus. So it's a guy on his knees at the beach mm. at the waterline and he's all naked and leaning back and there's like an octopus on him giving him a, a blowjob, I guess. And so I'm, I'm like, well, that's fucking hot until you think they have this little beak. That's <laughs> sounding while it's sounding while it's sucking raw, but it was hot. But who gives a fuck about that? Because I got the <laughs> you boobs. Did. You got some awesome and boobs. the food. And Angie sent me bananas, Reese's cups, and a cup of coffee on her boobs. I mean, really, what better ways there to start a day other than exactly. coffees, bananas, and boobs? And Reese's cups. Got to have the peanut butter. And if you take and you just rub the Reese's cups on the nipples and lick off the 
chocolate and peanut. Stay off my nipples. <laughs> you like, like nipples. No, <laughs> you like tentacles, apparently. <laughs> and then um, Pretty Taboo sent me a Kraken mug from Etsy. So it's a handmade coffee mug with a Kraken on it. So I got boobs coming up to play with soon. You got boobs coming? I you sent away for them? Is that like I Amazon Prime? I sent away for them, but it's coming up. So How do you have boobs mommy. coming up? Why? Because I got a weekend retreat coming up in a couple of months. I believe that's a spiritual retreat. I believe that's a spiritual retreat with the girlfriend in a tent. Oh. In the <laughs> with Reese cups. See, I might be the wrong religion here because I don't get none of that shit. I plan to be on a, um, out my retreat, we're just going to have no talking. No there might talking, not be any no talking phone. when I go either. But his is silent. Yours won't be Mine silent. Mine is silent, no. Uh, we'll have to figure out how to be silent. So today on the podcast, other than that, we have with us, um, how do you pronounce this, Kame or Kame? <laughs> However you'd like. Kame Bat was collared to a leather master for four years. In his service, she learned the importance of maintaining a slave journal and the value of writing regularly as a tool for seeking, setting intent, meeting goals, and more. So the book in my hand right now is by Kame Bat, who's in the room with us. The book is The Collar, The Planner for Those That Serve with Intent. So Dawn, often we recommend to people in our Living MS Power Exchange classes that they go and they get a, do a slave journal, keep a slave mm -hmm. journal. And I just had a master the other day say, the biggest mistake he's ever made is reading his slave's journal mm. because it just became a direction for them to be passive-aggressive. Passive so you didn't tolerate that I, shit. I did not say that. You guys filled in that blank. Which because we know. We've seen we it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, correct. I was not a fan of that And kind of unison. Thing. And we can practice that ahead. So, uh, Bat, tell us about this book. Well, actually, I had uh, co-taught uh, a class with somebody here in the community. Um, I don't, I, I acknowledge her in here without her name because I, I didn't really have her permission right. um, to, to use her name. And we co-taught a class on, on the importance of slave journaling. Um, and it's then when I started thinking about writing. But I got busy. Life happened. And I had my notes, but I never uh, took the time, invested the time to sit down. And, um, and here of late, I've been doing a lot of reflecting on service and uh, reading some of the journals I kept when I was in your service. And I miss it. I miss the good morning emails, which, by the way, guess what? Hmm. Guess what? This Saturday, or no, this Friday, is the seventh anniversary of our first mandated good morning mass. What? Email. Seven years. 2012. Wow. How's that possible, right? Seven years ago. Um, but I missed that. It mm -hmm. was just, and, and I got to thinking, so I have journals. I keep journals. I keep notes. I keep a Google calendar. And as I thought about what did I miss, it, it was that intent. It was, it was the crystallized intent. And she and I just in unison said that whole thing about passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. That was never permitted in your it collar. It was never permitted. Mm -hmm. um, when I approached you and told you that there were things I wanted to share with you that were more personal, you let me set up that online thing where I could write and just get rid of garbage. I know mm -hmm. you have paper, mm -hmm. but you basically told me you weren't going to read it unless I told you I really needed you to read something. It was like... Right? It's just a place for me to get all that out. Um, so it was the intent I was really interested in. And so when I went back and visited my notes, I said about trying to create something for for people who maybe aren't lucky enough to have a master who sets that sort of tone, who, who, who says they want them but doesn't have the emotional, perhaps, uh, maturity to guide the slave in setting intent. So it was just mm -hmm. a matter of... Um, 
approaching approaching it with what what is it who is it that you're serving why are you serving them what is it they want you to keep what is it that you want to keep mm-hmm. um, how can you keep track of commands and, and things like that and so I gave examples the broccoli <laughs> enters in is here the broccoli in here the broccoli awesome. is um, the mention that you know so it's it starts off with just basically so using it as a tool in service um, what are your goals in service what are your intents mm-hmm. who are you serving and then kind of instructions on how to use it and then I break it into the rest of the book is actually journal sections and and I say in here, like, I'm not collared to anybody right now, but if you're not collared to anybody, then you're your own master. And mm-hmm. so you need to be able to set goals for yourself and set things. Um, and so the first goal that I set thinking about that was, hey, that, why haven't you written this book that you started to write years mm-hmm. ago? And I went into therapy, and I was talking to my therapist about it, and he goes, well, you, should, you should consider doing that. And, uh, and then I wrote it, and I was afraid to push publish on it. And, and uh, there was a, quite the hesitation there. What was the hesitation was it, about? I just, I don't. It seemed very personal. I also was afraid mm-hmm. that I wasn't going to. It wasn't going to be enough. It wasn't going to mm. convey the depth that I wanted it to convey. And and uh, and then he echoed things that you had said while I was in your service. It's like, so what was your intent in writing this? Have you done it? So, do it. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so then it actually goes into journaling sections. So there is a Kindle version for people that want to do it electronically. Mm-hmm. Um, you always wanted it in paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is bound. You can't rip this out. This isn't perforated. Um, so it, it goes through um, commands, honorifics, uh, any kind of orders they give you about clothing, appearance, <laughs> technology. Um, I shared some of my favorite quotes throughout. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I recently came across a line in one of my journals that says, don't fuck with his feet. <laughs> yeah. And I giggled because I remembered writing that. I was in the vehicle with his alpha slave on the way to a kink convention, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that brings me to the very next thing. She said, no broccoli. She said it was such force. I wrote it in all caps. <laughs> yeah, no That's broccoli. That's because I paid the price. Exactly. I was trying to save you. And so I do share, um, I do share some anecdotal um, information as it, as I think it pertains. Mm-hmm. Um, but I talk about food and drink and finances and um, that sort of thing. And then there's a, a place in here for you to put bucket lists. Is there an event you want to go? Is there a person you want to fuck? Is there a movie or book you want to read? Um, that kind of thing. Because if you don't write it down and you don't set the intent, you're not going to do it. Right? So, so how, much of this, how much of this is a master... Is, is your intent that the master should buy this book and lead his slave or sub... Um, whatever terminology you want to use, through it, or that the, the submissive should pick this book up and, and, and it guides them through a process. So my intent with it was that if a master said, keep a journal, and you felt a little lost at how to start, you had, mm-hmm. you had never done it before, that this would be a good tool. But um, And you and I had a moment to talk earlier when this kind of came up. If w- push comes to shove, though, it's up to your master to tell you what they want you to include and not include. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I uh, repeatedly through here, um, and I, I actually refer to the person because I wanted to be inclusive as the one you serve through here. That's the language I use, the one you serve. Um, that when in doubt, you should be asking them. Um, I talked briefly in here about how much angst, unnecessary angst I went through because I didn't ask when I wasn't sure because mm-hmm. I thought I was supposed to know. 
Right. And you knew everything. I'm, I'm looking at your alpha here. No, it felt <laughs> that way, right? right? Me coming in. And I just felt like I could not measure up to that sort of thing. And so there's a reminder that fucking ask. If you don't know, ask for clarification. If you don't know what's going on. So um, this is a master could certainly buy this and give it to a slave. But um, a lot of it is. It starts with basically like what is your intent to serve? What do you expect? And how will the one you serve interact? Like, are they going to pick up this book and read it? Mm-hmm. Are they going to tell you that they're never going to read it? Are they going to have their own ideas? Right. right? Are they going to write in it? Are they going to write commands in it? Um, I talk about how to try to keep track of things you've done and not done. I used paper clips. Mm-hmm. People use color coding. Um, and then it actually goes into the kind of planner you'd have um, just with a slight bit of a mm, difference. In, so... You know. So let me look at, for, so for example, I'm looking at a section on the... Uh, the order section. In the collar called mm-hmm. Rituals, mm-hmm. right? And you've got a couple symbols there. So what's mm-hmm. your intent on how I would use, or how a submissive would use this? Right. So I actually talk in the beginning of the book about how different ways you can use that. Um, some people, those shapes mean things. And so they mm-hmm. might put something if it's in process. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the first one, and I talk about the different ways you can use it. There are different options. Yep. Maybe one, the square might be when the master acknowledges you've done it, if that's your agreement, that they're going to actually periodically check. Um, for me, um, I like to color code, mm-hmm. and so I would probably use red, yellow, and green um, to indicate things that were in process, things that were finished. Um, mm-hmm. When I kept the journal with you, I didn't have this, of course. I used red, yellow, and green paper clips, which you probably didn't pay that much attention to, but when you gave me an order and I hadn't done it, I had a red clip on that page. Yeah. And then if it was something in process, I put yellow. Mm-hmm. And if it was something done that I needed to let you know it was done, I put green. Mm-hmm. So that when you'd say, where's your journal? Yep. I could pull it out and you'd say, "Is have, have you done everything I told you to do? I could say, yes or accept this, which is in process. Uh-huh. Or, right? So th- I talk about the different ways that people can color code or change and People that like to journal very often have ways they like to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, smiley faces, frowny faces, colors. Yep. Um, but the difference between this and a vanilla planner is, like, for every week when you get to the week, it asks you, you know, what do you need this. to do for them? Well, what I like about your weekly one is that you say, schedule this week's needs in your plan first. Mm-hmm. And do you have time for the wants? Exactly, because there's, so. you know, and, and again, the way I've set it up, you can, um, you can put a separate column for you, a separate column for, for the one you serve, but the idea is like, is there anything you haven't done? What do you need to get done for them? What do you need to get done for you, your mm-hmm. family, your work, whatever? Um, and then what's the kind of shit you'd like to fill in? And at the beginning of the book, I give examples of... Um, and some of them are funny because some of them are actually examples of things that were in my journal. Your boxes are too small for me. For you, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's it's it depends on who who you are. Um, and so for some people, um, and then there's also a habit tracker, which is totally different for the month. So if you're mm-hmm. told to write down every time you masturbate or um, that sort of thing, so it, it's a step by step. There's a a section for keeping track of money. Mm-hmm. Um, very often you give people that serve you $20 as spending cash or to buy whatever that you need for them to purchase for you. There's a, a section for that. Um, see that, and that's perfect. That is, and see, that's always one of the things I do is I always make sure that people in my service, I give them some money mm-hmm. so that when I say, go get me a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I'm not, I'm not a financial dominant. Right. 
Um, so that's very valuable there. And I notice on your, your context area here, uh, it's clearly leaned towards a, you know, it looks very much like any, any other professional journaling tool, but this one has the FetLife name mm -hmm. as and well. And the number, and I encourage people to write the FetLife number down because yes. when people change their names, you can't find them. Right. But if you have the number... Um, and so there are examples in the front of how you can use that. And then, of course, at the back, there are some standard graphs and pages yeah, and grids. things and lines. Because and different people do different right. things. So um, the content of the Kindle version is a little different. It actually has more writing than this because I this is more visual. Um, <laughs> it's so it's slightly different. Um, but uh, it's, yeah. So I, I actually pulled some examples of... Um, like taking care of the dog or cat for you, um, you know, like, so there are examples in here that actually came from my journal mixed with some completely fictional, um, fictional things. Um, like Sangha is in here as an example of, you know, from when we had, when we uh, did Sangha. Oh, right on. Um, so yeah, there, yeah, yeah. there are some examples of different ways people can use it. So my goal was really to try to come up with something that people could use in a myriad of ways. If they're just in sexual service, they can use it. Mm -hmm. If they're managing, if they're living with the one they serve, they can use it one way. If they have two different households, which mm -hmm. of course we did. I never lived with you. Right. Um, and so I had things that I had to tend to. Um, so... It, it's as flexible as it can be. Right. Um, and that was the goal, is, is to have it flexible, but constantly thinking about intent. Um, yeah. Very cool. I, I can see... Um, see, my thing is, I love... I have come to realize that just saying, keep a slave journal, keep a journal, it's too vague. It doesn't really mean anything. And as Don often talks about, a lot of times what people do with their journals is it's always negative. Mm -hmm. It's not a journal, it's a dumping ground, right? Yeah. Uh, I do like the idea that there are occasions where I, I certainly did this to you where I would say, grab your, let me just, I'm going to take your journal, take your working journal away from you so I can see, oh, did you write down that command that I mm -hmm. gave you? Part of the value for me, of course, being the shitty memory that I have, is I get to look at that and say, oh, I just want to see what if you kept right down the command I gave you. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I give you a command to do that shit. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I think this is very valuable for people. It's very visual, and it, it gives people ideas of how they can keep journals without yeah. it just being a passive-aggressive dumping ground. Right, so. and it really is, and, and the command lines, and I tell them, like, if possible, the command line should be just one line, if possible. Yeah. Right? None of that bullshit just rip, like, and that was hard for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I can remember that was hard even in our morning messages. Uh, initially, you pushing back and going, like, shorter. You're sending mm. too much. Too much. Yes. Right? You're and, a writer, but put it in a couple lines. Right, exactly. And so yeah. I, I spent some time at the beginning try to convey that too. It really depends on the person you serve, right? If they want to know your fantasies, fine, but maybe they don't want to know your fantasies or maybe they want you to keep that in a separate place. This mm -hmm. is about intent, what needs to be done, what's the growth I expect. And so taking, especially when you get into like the weekly planners, it's, it's, yeah, but this is goals, very much based goals, on growth. Yes, This is very absolutely. much based on growth. This is not just a free fly journal. It is setting mm -hmm. intent and it's your weeks it is your, I like the um, one in here that is, um, what is it, the bucket list? Mm -hmm, there's so bucket lists for bucket list events. Events and you want to go to, people, people that you want to meet. 
or that you're told to meet. Like to he used to do that a lot with me. When she and I would go somewhere, you'd be like, mm-hmm. Master so and so. That's actually a person. I, yeah. Master, but you know what I mean. This person's there. Make sure you introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Tell them you serve me, and make sure if they need anything, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so these are the people you want to meet, or these are the events, or you tell me find an Al-Anon meeting. Mm-hmm. Go to a therapist. Just these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, so, oh, very much about intent. So I like it. I like the whole theme of it. And well, I hope so because you're vending, vending it. Uh, <laughs> I am vending it for you. And that is a good call out, actually. So anytime um, Blossom Trading Company is somewhere, and mm-hmm. I try to be somewhere at least once a month, I will be. I will have a stack of these books. Plus oh, a vending. Of I thought you said you're bending it. No, no, I'm not well, bending it. Well, you can it, bend it. It's no, pretty, it's is, pretty bendy. It is bendy, but this is a sellable <laughs> oh, it's, coffee. It's so also, I'm not I just it. want to mention too that the size, <laughs> I almost made it big, but I really wanted something that could fit in a purse. Yeah. yeah. Back, and and I wanted something that if you're holding it, it doesn't say slave driver. I mean, if you're on the bus, oh, you're that's at why the. You at the collar. I nice. wanted it to, and the actual, there's nothing on here unless somebody really looks that's going to shout out to somebody. Right. Right. What yeah. it, so it's it's. But people that are in the know are going to know. Are going to know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They're going to absolutely know what it is, but it's not going to scream to your aunt Martha who's visiting and sees it. So where can we find this? I mean, I know we can find it on Blossom Trading Company. Amazon. But there's other has it. ways. Yeah. So. Amazon. Um, okay. Amazon.com. Um, I have it and a few other things that I've worked on that are I don't want to say are useless. They're not useless, <laughs> but they're not as meaningful okay. um, in terms of. Um, Meaning to me, um, they're more fun, frivolous. What do they look for on Amazon? Um, is it by uh, author name? Uh, by author name, absolutely. Um, and so the collar, and then there is the collar by Kindle. And um, as soon as you guys let me know when you're going to actually upload this, I'm going to um, make the Kindle so that people that have the Amazon can read it for free. Um, for the brief, pre- they have the thing where you, if you have Amazon, you can mm-hmm. read the uh, e versions for free for I think it's two weeks. Okay. Two weeks. So if people don't have the money or just want to poke around and see if it's something, um, and then they can go on and buy the book later if they want or just create their own, but we'll do that. Very cool. Well, this is awesome. It is a uh, pleasure and an honor to have you on the podcast. Now, now that we've gotten this far, (laughs) I want to slap something else, something new. Remember in the old days when you wore my collar, how you'd be in situation A and suddenly situation B would be happening? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's one of those situations. Okay. What Just FYI. So one of the things in my house is that yeah, Dawn doesn't know either. <laughs> She's looking at me, and I'm like, I don't know. Here, I'll, I'll we're going to protect you. each other. Yes. <laughs> so um, one of the things in my house, and, and for people that are not clear about this, Kame Bat used to be in my collar, and it is literally my collar. And our in my house, a leather collar is something that I own. When you left my service, you gave me back that collar. I recently had the opportunity to reuse that collar on someone. As, and this is what I do with collars, right? Because you carry that tradition on to new people. I've made the decision that no one else will ever wear that collar. That I will continue to keep it, but it is retired as a honored, because no one is going to be worthy to wear that collar following you. Does it? So a new tradition of collars will get started. <laughs> he had me lay them all out because he was going to pick one. And um, he's like, nope, not that one. Move to this side. That one was bad. So it made me cry. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, I've got two crying people here now, so what do I do? Thank you for listening to the podcast. <laughs> Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. <laughs>